You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Wednesday, March 29th, and opening day just days away. Where does the time go? Matt Wehmeyer pinch hitting this week on the Blue Jays podcast for Tim McMaster. We're joined, as always, by Jays reporter Gregor Chisholm. Gregor, we thank you, as always, for the time. And I know that uh, maybe Blue Jays fans uh, a bit panicky with the news the other day that Aaron Sanchez uh, had a, a blister pop up. And I think that blisters rank only behind forearm soreness in terms of red flags for a pitchers. Those are uh, terms you never want to see associated with a pitcher, especially for your favorite team. But it sounds like it's a, it's not a big deal. It just kind of cropped up, and they, they kind of nipped it in the bud. Any reason whatsoever to be concerned about this for uh, Aaron Sanchez? It, it shouldn't be. I mean, he went through this last September as well. Um, I mean, Gibbons has kind of talked that, you know, some pitchers, this is what they kind of have to deal with throughout their career, and Sanchez might be one of those pitchers who might be a little bit more susceptible to it. But he dealt with it last September, and it didn't take him long to come back. I think it was about 10 days at that time they skipped one of his starts, and um, you know, that's pretty much the timeline for this one as well. I mean, he, he was tentatively scheduled to make one more minor league start this weekend before uh, starting the fifth game of the regular season. And that start is in question now, um, but that's not a big deal. I mean, they can easily skip that outing and, and the Jays are kind of already coming up with a plan B where they have Sanchez throw a bit of a longer side uh, early next week after taking a couple more days. And then that would still give him plenty of time to get ready for the April 8th start. Uh, against Tampa Bay and, and, and kind of in a lot of ways uh, it le- lends a little bit more credence to the fact that the Blue Jays open this are opening the season with him as the number five starter I mean by all accounts he basically is the ace of this staff but he got off to a little bit of a delayed start in spring training they wanted to give him a little bit more time to get ready uh, he could still use that um, but the fact that he has a little bit more rest before the regular season to, to get rid of this blister thing uh, is the top priority right now but he he should be good to go I wouldn't be too worried about it if I was a Blue Jays fan or, or the Blue yeah, and Gregor, it seems like, it, you know, for all the times that we hear about, you know, this pitcher has uh, this blister, we know that it's a bad thing. But specifically, how does a, a blister affect a pitcher? Is it just is it just a, a, a pain threshold thing where they, they simply they throw the ball and it hurts? Is it as simple as that? Or is it more of a matter of because they have a blister, they can't get certain grips that they like on certain pitches? Or maybe is it a little bit of both? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. I mean, it really does cause some issues uh, with the grip on certain pitches, particularly I think his curveball is one where it bothers him a little bit more. And um, so it's just kind of something that he's going to have to work through a little bit. And there's, you know, Gibbons has talked in the past as well. He he talked earlier this week about how even when the blister wasn't an issue, Sanchez has kind of had what I guess what they would call a bit of a hot spot where, uh, they fear that a blister might form a little bit tender, and that's something he's pitched through. So he, he's pitched through a little bit of minor discomfort on that, but once you actually have the blister pop up, then it becomes a little bit more of a big deal because uh, you know that that's going to cause a little bit more issues. And so what they just did is they just went ahead and drained that area, and he's going to you know soak and receive some treatment on that uh, this week. But I, I don't think it should be a big deal. I mean, the, the problem is, as I guess we, we have seen pitchers from time to time where this can become a, an ongoing problem, I, I think, think back to Rich Hill, I believe last year was a guy who missed quite a bit of time with that because it didn't go away. And so, you know, there's always going to be that in the back of your mind. But I I think the fact that Sanchez has been through this before 
uh, at least does help and give a little bit more confidence that this should be a very short-term thing. And, 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 you know, Gibbons said earlier today, he has no doubt he'll be ready to go for that fifth start. Yeah, as long as, you know, like you said, not a recurring thing, just something that he deals with every now and then, and everything uh, should be A-OK. Gregor, transitioning from that to uh, Josh Donaldson, the former MVP, it seems like he is finally kind of rounding into form after that uh, calf injury really slowed him down in the uh, early onset of spring training uh, on Tuesday. He got his uh, first hit to the entire spring, including his first home run. So, Gregor, when you look at, you know, the Blue Jays take the field on Monday, just days away for opening day, what kind of Josh Donaldson are we going to see that day? In other words, is it going to take him uh, a couple of weeks to get to getting back to being the player that everyone knows he can be? Or is it a fact or is it a matter where, you know what, he just might need a couple days to to be the MVP caliber type player that we're used to seeing? Yeah, I don't think it's going to take him too long. I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it does take him a couple of games, but um, you know, I, I think he came back at, at just the right time. Um, you know, he was able to get into some minor league games before he returned to the big league side earlier this week. And, uh, you know, so he's been able to get that. And I think the big thing for him is what he said was it, it's more about tracking pitches. And so, uh, you know, the, the first few games, he didn't have any hits, uh, but he had several walks, which, which shows that uh, the plate discipline's there and that he's picking the ball up pretty well out of the pitcher's hand. And so that was encouraging. And then I think the big encouraging thing was in that game against Philadelphia, uh, you know, he took a couple of pitches on the outer half of the plate, and, and, and one he sent a booming shot over, uh, no doubter, uh, over the wall in right center field. That was one of the longer home runs I've seen him hit. And then there was another one to, to straightaway center that was also out in the outer half of the plate. And the fact that he was able to go up the middle and, and to the right center field with that uh, kind of does show his timings there a little bit, not trying to pull everything. And, and Josh Donaldson's really at his best when he's using the whole field. He's not your prototypical pull-only guy. And so when he's starting to do those type of things, those are usually signs that he's kind of rounding into form. And so uh, it's going to be – it's one thing to do that in spring training late in camp uh, against lower-level pitching. It's another thing to do it in the regular season, but I don't think it'll take him too long. Yeah, a healthy J.D. is a good thing for the Blue Jays and a very bad thing for the rest of the American League and the AL East in particular. And, Gregor, in addition to uh, Josh Donaldson, we've also seen uh, Troy Tulowitzki and Russell Martin – also go deep for the first time in, uh, in recent games. And I know that, you know, veteran players generally don't give a you-know-what about spring training numbers because they're veterans and because they have a track record and they've been through this before. But at the same time, I got to think that at this stage of the spring, as uh, April is, closing, is uh, creeping closer and closer, that to see these guys, even though they are proven veterans, have finally put one over the fence, there had to be more than a few sighs of relief. Do you agree? I think so. And, and they don't really admit it. They, you know, they'll say that they don't, don't really care. And, and, you know, Donaldson was one joking after that, that two hit game that, you know, he, he couldn't care less. He finished the entire spring without a hit. And, and he was asked when, when, when did that attitude kind of start? And he was like, well, when I, when I, for, you know, when I started to realize that I no longer had to, to compete for uh, a job on a major league roster dating back to those days in Oakland. And, and it's true. I mean, there, there is far less concern when you're a veteran guy with a secure job, but at the same time you want to see some hits fall and, and you don't want your first hits uh, to be at the beginning of the regular season, and if you're if you're guys who who need to show a little bit of power, like Donaldson, like Tulowitzki, and like Martin, all do, uh, you want to see some of those positive results before uh, the end of spring training. It's not the end all be all, but it's certainly uh, a good way to to end this. And for for a spring training that's been a little bit weird for the Blue Jays because there's been a lot of guys who uh, got off to delayed starts or had a bit of a uh, bit of a slow uh, start at the plate in terms of results. It's 
things do seem to be kind of rounding into form at the right at the right time. I mean, you you want guys peaking in the final week of spring training, and um, you know it does seem that that is the direction that this team is is going right now. Yeah, things are trending up as we uh, as we see Donaldson, Tulo, and uh, Russell Martin all uh, muscling up here in uh, in recent days, and hopefully that has a carryover effect into the regular season and beyond. Of course, uh, Gregor, a few topics uh, to pick your brain about before we uh, wrap up here. Uh, you know, every camp for every team, we see a bunch of minor league guys. We see, you know, the, the top prospects that most fans know about. We also see some lower level guys, some younger guys that maybe aren't quite on the radar. So from that group, give me one guy that's really uh, turned some heads and surprised some people this spring. Yeah, there's, there's a couple. I mean, one one is a little bit more of the prominent prospect guys, and his first baseman, Rowdy Telles, who, who's really kind of – who came on strong at the beginning of camp and uh, is really starting to make a name for himself around these parts. And uh, he's not going to begin the year with the team, obviously. Uh, he's going down to AAA Buffalo. Uh, but you never know. In the second half of the season, I think ideally the team keep him in the line for a full year. But you, but you never know with the situation at first base that the Jays um, don't exactly have a ton of proven options over there. There's some question marks about Justin Smoke, and there's some question marks marks about exactly where the Jays are going to use Steve Pierce. So there's a, there's an outside chance that Tellez could, could contribute in the second half of the season. Uh, but if not, then his future still looks bright for, for 2018 and, and beyond. And the other guy who's completely uh, came from, from off the radar really was Meza, who's a, who's a left-handed pitcher who uh, wasn't on the Ford man coming into camp and uh, was kind of a bit of an unknown, but he came in and, and really impressed Mark Pyro, uh, the Blue Jays president, uh, had plenty of praise for him uh, a couple of weeks ago as, and identified him as kind of the biggest surprise in camp. And uh, he didn't make the team either, uh, but for uh, a team that, that also has some question marks in the bullpen, particularly from the left side uh, with J.P. Howell and Aaron Loop, um, those two, are, you know, it's probably unrealistic to think that they're going to both stay healthy and, and perform the entire season. So there's going to be a need for, for that uh, lefty in the minor leagues to come up at some point in time. And, and Tim Mays is the guy who, who's kind of put himself on the radar. And uh, Gregor, to come down the home stretch here, it seems like, you know, every spring training, uh, based on feedback you get in your inbox and on, you know, Twitter and other forms of social media, there's always one guy, maybe more than one, that fans freak out about or panic about because they're not having a great spring. It's always kind of funny to watch, and then the season begins, and they're fine. But it's kind of a, a rite of spring training, I guess. Who would be that one sure. guy for the Blue Jays right now that you're sensing fans are maybe irrationally concerned about? Uh, it would be Aaron Sanchez, and it's not just related to the uh, That certainly caused a little bit more concern over the last few days, but even before that, um, there were there were some concerns about his numbers from the fan base, and uh, you know he's a guy who actually this spring allowed more earned runs than than innings pitched, and and so those type of numbers certainly jump off the page. But uh, you know Aaron Sanchez is, is going to be fine. Uh, I mean early on in particular, uh, he was working on some things like a lot of pitchers who do who aren't competing for jobs, and this is the first time that Aaron Sanchez has come into spring training not having to compete for a job, and he really spent a lot of time working on that changeup, throwing it in counts that he normally wouldn't and so it got hit hard at certain times and but that's uh, not a big deal i mean aaron sanchez is is there's no reason to believe uh that he's not going to be able to pick up where he did last year as long as that blister issue is, is taken care of and, 
uh, you know, I think we'll look back at, uh, you know, an ERA in, in the ten of uh, in the tens in, in spring training and, and, and maybe even laugh in a couple months at, at a little bit of the, the concern that was around him because I, I think everything's going to be fine with Aaron Sanchez. Yeah, that'll be easily and quickly dismissed. And I think fans have to remember that sometimes, you know, a pitching coach tells a guy, all right, get out there and throw your weakest pitch, throw it 50 times. You know, it's, that's all they throw because yeah. they, you know, they want to improve. They don't want that to be their weakest pitch. They're working on their entire repertoire, but on that particular day, they work on just one pitch. The numbers don't matter. Everything will be A-OK. Gregor Chisholm, thanks so much for the time. And right now, we're going to wrap this up a bit differently than in weeks past as uh, you, Gregor, had the chance to sit down recently with uh, John Gibbons as you and he uh, talked about what's in store for the upcoming Blue Jays 2017 season. Let's hear that interview right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dunedin, where we're joined with John Gibbons, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, as we look ahead to the 2017 season. And, John, you're returning. A few changes were made this offseason, but for the most part, you've got the vast majority of your core from the team that went back-to-back in the American League Championship Series last year. What are your expectations for this team heading into the season? Well, Gregor, you know what? I mean, we, we got a good team. And like you said, the, the majority of the guys, you know, I mean, it's a good core group, you know, very good group, you know, and they've been very successful the last couple of years. So our expectations are high, you know. I mean, things have really turned over here the last few years, and, and we're going to every season, you know, looking to win, win something. And, you know, we've, we've come close the last couple of years. We want to take that extra step, get to the World Series. So that's our goal. But, uh, you know, a couple new faces out there, but overall it's, it's still a, a really solid core group of guys that have been here. One of the big additions this offseason was Carlos Morales. Uh, it's easier said than done to replace a guy like Edwin Encarnacion, but right. he's, he's a veteran guy. He gives your lineup a bit of a different look. How do you think he fits in with this squad? Heck, I, th- I think he's, he's going to play a big part of this, and he's he fit in from day one. And, you know, I, I saw enough Kendry, you know, in his days in Kansas City and, of course, in Seattle, a little bit in Anaheim to, to be a big fan anyway. And, uh, you know, he's always been one of the top hitters in the game. You know, he's not just a slugger. He's, he's, he's a pretty damn good hitter himself. So, uh, you know, he's uh, – He's going to fit nicely in the middle of our lineup. You know, and he gives us that left-handed look, something that we've been missing a little bit. Uh, uh, so, you know, I expect him to have a big, big year. You put him in, a, in, in our division, I mean, it's all they're all great hitting ball play, parks. You know, he's, in the past few years, he's been playing in some, you know, the toughest places to hit as far as, you know, big ballparks and, uh, out in Seattle and, of course, Kansas City. So I, I think he's, he'll take, definitely take advantage of that. Um, yeah, he's a good one. And, you know, he's a he's – a, Talk to people in Kansas City say, you're not going to find a better guy, a better teammate, a better competitor. And I, I, can, I can see all that after the first week down here. In the bullpen, another area where there is some changes this offseason. We know Roberto was soon at the closer. And then you've got Jason Grilly, new guys like uh, Joe Smith and J.P. Howell mixed in with, with Joe Biagini. How do you ex- anticipate to handle the eighth inning? Are you going to kind of mix and match, or would you like to eventually settle on one guy to, to typically get that? Well, I mean, I mean that, that's, we'll see how that all that evolves. Yeah. You know, I, I, li- I like the two new additions, Smitty. You know, Smitty's always been tough on righties, and, and uh, you know, he's got that different look down there. Uh, you know, JP's going to fill our left-handed role, but he can also get some right-handers. And we'll just kind of see how all that plays out. And, and, and uh, you know, usually what happens, I mean, really, ha- it happened. It's been happening here the last few years. You know, you kind of go in, into the season with an idea of what you may want, but things things change. You know, and, and uh, you know, guys guys find their their different positions and things like that. So, I mean, this year may be the same. Same way, so. Um, but I, I, I like the new look, you know. And you know, a couple. There's something about having good veterans down there too, you know, like with Al and Smitty, and because uh, you know they've been through it a lot. They, they, they know how to survive. You know, they, they know how to handle the, the grind of a long, long season. You know, and, uh, and really, what we're doing now is really trying to decide on two spots. Who's going to fill those remaining two spots? 
but I, but I like to look up. Last question for you, Francisco Lariano has been one of the big storylines down here, just how good he has looked this spring. You obviously saw him in the second half of last year and what he was able to do, but what do you think he can do for this team over the course of a full season now that you've seen him in the spring as well? Sure, great, great. He's been tremendous, you know. I mean, he, you know, but really from, you know, day one he got here last year, Larry, Larry's done a great job for us. And, you know, he, I guess the word out when he was there in Pittsburgh, you know, his command would, would kind of desert him a little bit. We didn't see any of that, but, you know, I mean, it's his style of pitching. I mean, he's going to go through stretches where that might happen. Uh, but, you know, what? He, he can be as dominant as anybody we have or anybody in baseball when he's on. You know, I mean, he's got, he's got a dynamite uh, moving fastball. You know, he's got a great slider. Uh, and, and, you know, I saw Larry when he first broke in with Minnesota when I was over there coaching Kansas City, you know, so. I mean, he can dominate a game with the best of them. And he, like I said, he's a, he's a great competitor. And, and, you know, I would really expect him to have a huge year, you know, because I mean, he can go out there on any, any night and shut down the best hitters. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.